1: Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello on this Friday afternoon, the 11th of June. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance, markets and startups coming to you from AusBiz. I'm Nadine here with Scotty.
0: It's fantastic to end the week with you.
1: Oh, you as well, Scotty. And what a week it's been. So, uh, well, today, let's start there. We came out of the gates, we're on air together, and then we saw a turn and then the comeback kid
0: on this Friday. The comeback kid. You're borrowing my, uh, <laughs> my uh, really cheesy remarks. But did uh, you say it? that? I did not say that on air. but uh, I, look, I to-
1: I, I've not even been near the studio. Yeah,
0: I'd say, look, uh, the comeback is on. Yeah, modest gains, you know, decent performance, but very low volumes again ahead of a long weekend and we saw what happened on Wall Street. We saw the reaction function particularly in the bond market to that CPI print which I think was very eye-opening to, uh, to everyone in markets. So it's probably not surprising to see that we had a bit of a, a bit of a flurry into the close.
1: Yeah, okay. So the fourth consecutive week of gains for the market overall, that's not anything uh, to complain about. I guess the question is where to from here? So do we keep continuing to see this market push higher? It doesn't seem to me, Scotty, like anything is really knocking on the door, at least to you know inspire any type of severe correction. If it wasn't inflation printing hot what could it be?
0: Yeah, and that's the exact question. The complacency level is extremely high at the moment, but that doesn't mean things can't continue to go and grind high, because you look at where the bond market's trading at the moment, what yields have done, what valuations elsewhere are doing at the moment, uh, it's not a lot of choice out there. So Tina, any, is Tina back? Yeah, so, well, I think it never actually left, but uh, just, it was just a rotation from one sector into other parts of the market, and even that's now been exhausted. So, you have seen things like Bonds. You're seeing things like tech and, uh, and other growth names that really performed uh, and underperformed over the last few months, getting bid up again. So just everything is just grinding higher now. Uh, so it really comes down to a lot of faith that's been put in the central bank uh, that uh, you know, this inflationary pulse we're seeing is transitory. And for the time being, the bond market is, is allowing that to go and take place. The key question is, will it be allowed to continue if we see a change of nexus?
1: Yeah, well, and the question is, will the Fed Do enough talking. So it's the T's talking to, you know, trim or to alleviate any sense of a taper tantrum. And the people that I speak with, because it's a question I ask often, you know, pretty evenly split. So Mark Todd today, for example, from the Bank of China said, no, they don't have that ability. There still will be an inevitable reckoning. But lots of people I speak with say yes, because they've changed their framework, because they've been so clear in their communication, because they will start to drip feed Talk of Taper, which we could, you know, is it time to talk Taper at the FOMC meeting next week? That's what we'll be doing, Control-F on all the communication. Yeah.
0: Uh, look, uh, maybe it'll be too early next week, but no, certainly a lot of Fed members have been talking. A lot of non-voting members have been talking yeah. about it. But uh, I think that's part of the plan. Yeah, but no, it's just teen it up. But uh, I'm, I'm with uh, Mark Todd because whilst, yes, they're trying to go and pre-prepare markets for it, markets discount everything until they don't. And what we're going to go and find out is once you're going to see a pickup in the labor market at some point in the United States and hiring reaccelerate, which I suspect probably will. Well,
1: we saw the jolts read this week. There's a high quit rate. Yeah. People so, only quit if they think they're going to be able to get another job.
0: Yes. And so at the moment, those two soft uh, CPI reports, or two soft payroll reports we've seen mm-hmm. in the United States has really changed the conversation when it comes to the Fed's reaction function. So people are looking at average inflation targeting saying, well, it's all going to be transitory. There's too much slack in the economy. It's going to be back to square one. They're going to have to be easing... For really are as far as the eye can see but the one thing that I just keep pointing out is that we're at the start of a cycle we've got fiscal and monetary policy working together we've got pent up demand and as we've seen in other economies where you've handled the coronavirus well once uh labor market starts to get a momentum shift it really goes one way so Uh, Keep an eye on that. But uh, certainly, for the time being, the the bond market is giving the green light to go and take on as much risk as possible.
1: Yeah, there's no big economic data tonight. I think there's a consumer confidence read that we'll be looking, you know, obviously looking forward to because the US consumer is so mighty and powerful. However, I think that the big one, you know, the big risk event is under our belt now, at least for this week. In equities today, we saw Resolute, Linus, Mesoblast doing really well, Um, Appin, you know, really not a lot of news associated with those companies today. On the flip side, we saw EML, we saw Iris giving back some of yesterday's gains, coming out with the trading update. Another company out with the trading update today was Premier Investments. Now that is the stock of the day. I sat down with Rudy Filipek van Dijk from FN Arena, Claude Walker from A Rich Life to get their views on PMV. I think, in, in, in general terms, I mean, there is a fair argument to be made that this is one of the best retailers we have in Australia, and they will benefit from from a reset in in um, in, in lease costs for their for their um, for their locations. But um, my my worry still is a bit that they have, of course, these numbers look very impressive, but these numbers co- are derived on the back of lockdowns. And in the short term, it could be a, couple of, a
0: good couple of years if they've used this crisis, never waste a good crisis, to push down their cost base. I think it puts Premier in a pretty good position. On top of that, I think it has to be said that based on the numbers they've given now, if you're willing to believe that that profit is sustainable, uh, then I think it's on about maybe 18 times earnings, something like that. But that ignores the fact that they've got a lot of interesting stuff on their balance sheet, including, I think, a billion dollars worth of shares in Breville. I think you could put together a some of the parts argument that says that this is a, a pretty good investment now. It's obviously not exciting enough for me.
1: And there you go. It is not going into the portfolio. I will tell you, though, if you haven't watched the call or listened to the call yet, we did get one company in. I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but one company went in, two came out. One of them, when I told him, Claude felt really bad about it, he felt he had, he had he had regret. He had a bit of remorse for not giving it uh, a buy.
0: He shorted stocks before. There's no remorse there. Yeah,
1: no, no. He was genuinely, even walking out of the studio, he's saying, oh, gosh, I feel bad. But Gino, anyways. you know Claude? They're worse thing, Yeah. Claude's a good guy anyways. Nice that he, he cares. Uh, look, so that's Premier Investments. If you're interested in a few more stock picks, we've got Appin and NextDC being talked about in terms of takeover targets. Lots of m a in the tech space on the table this week. Henson. And, um, and LTM as well.
0: Yeah. Just look at uh, the amount of cash that's sitting on corporate balance sheets and the of no companies have raised, uh, raised equity over the past 12 months. So you can just sense what's coming. There's, it's going to be a tidal wave. Uh, yeah. And look, I hope there is a bit more volatility because that's just going to go and add another layer of complexity over the top of it. It's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. But we know that corporates are cashed up and ready to go and use it one way or another. So whether it's going to return capital or whether it's going to be, you know, through, I know, mergers and acquisitions, it's going to be exciting.
1: Yeah, well, Ben Clark from TMS Capital yesterday was saying that, you know, friends, mates, colleagues that he knows in, you know, in that space just you know, run off their feet with uh, with deals, potential deals Big coming bonuses. through. So today we saw the banks coming under pressure, but that hasn't changed Chris Conway's view, I don't think, of uh, his pick. You can listen to that via the show notes. And Nathan Sumasundrum from Deep Data Analytics. We started the day with him, scuddy Seems like a long time ago now, but uh, he gave us a few names to buy. He's still talking about the reopening trade.
0: Yeah. I think it's probably a good reminder that realistically, whilst it was a very abrupt and, and short recession, It was a recession, so we are technically at the start of a cycle, and whilst we didn't remove all the excesses that were there, there's going to be your opening phase, and uh, not only here, but uh, more so in Europe and the United States and other parts of the world, so it's only in its infancy. It's not like it's uh, no end of cycle.
1: No, not at all, and uh, in terms of the states, we get retail sales, industrial production next week, and of course, the big one. Is the dots, the, the dots. The dot plots from the FOMC. So we'll get a little bit more insight into their thinking. We'll hear from Jay Powell. You know, so on script. Will he get off it? I, I don't think so. There's a lot riding on it. Every word has to be right. Uh, here at home, we get the House Price Index from the ABS on Tuesday. Look, we get Reserve Bank Board Minutes, not expecting anything really to come under, out of them. And uh, we get a speech by Reserve Bank Governor. On uh well, I don't know what it's on, to be completely honest, but it happens at ten AM in Toowoomba. Sweet. Oh, yeah.
0: to- Toowoomba's a great place. <laughs> uh maybe he'll be uh no softening the market up for uh for a a tapering announcement. I suspect that's what he'll be doing.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we are the eleventh today of June, so we're getting awfully close to that July meeting. Big expectations on that. Look, big expectations for the weekend. Scotty, I hope you have a good one.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go put the feet up and relax and go and see my girls. And everyone out there who's enjoying a long weekend, hope you have a great one too. Yeah,
1: long weekend. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Speak then.